Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Success Show. And I'm joined by my co-host, Barbara Turley. Hey, Barb. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Excellent. Yourself? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. I'm excited about today's show. We've got some, uh, another great uh, sort of case study style topic to, to cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, um, but just before we get started, how's that little Ruby of yours? Oh, she's great. She just started walking. So for all of those people out there with uh, young babies where the fun has started, <laughs> she's running around the house. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, Barb and I were just having a chat before the show and, and what came up in our conversation, I was just uh, recently working with a client who was bringing on their first uh, virtual assistant into his business and he's got a team of uh, seven, seven uh, in his office and but it's his first virtual assistant and we were having a coaching session and he said, Matt, he goes, what do I do to get them started? And he was really puzzled and really unsure. It was like he'd never uh, onboarded a, a virtual assistant before. And uh, and this guy's got an amazing business, an amazing team. And and it was as I was actually just saying to him, I said, well, what would you normally do um, with your, your current staff if someone was joining your office? And it sort of sparked this conversation. And we're going to go through it today. But it's so interesting, the mindset I see so often, and Barbara, I'm sure you see it as well, Yeah. where we there's like this, a virtual team member is there and our team is here. And it's like they're, because they're not uh, in physical proximity, there's this huge difference that needs to happen. This, it has to be done in a different way. Well, they don't even see. So, for example, we often see clients getting all excited through our onboarding process and they interview the VAs and they're like, wow, and they pick someone and then we're like, okay, over to you guys. And then they're like, oh, what, what, what now? <laughs> Which is like, well, you sort of start to forge a relationship and, you know, you're bringing someone in. And I, I think people still see, they just still don't see it as someone in their business. It's them and us uh and that could be because of the distance and the virtual thing. I'm not sure. But it's, um, I, I guess I've got experience doing it now. But I can remember when I got my first VA, I do remember feeling the same way. And I had no idea where to start on day one. So it is a common problem. So Matt, what did you advise this client to do? Well, what's interesting, you know, I think this is a common problem, whether it's with uh, VAs or just bringing team members in, is that um, a lot of business owners and managers don't have a strong onboarding process. And what you've got to think about is you're inviting someone to come into your business and, and you know, work with you and for you to help grow your company. And if you don't get off to a great start initially, it's like any relationship, it's, it's never going to get back on track. And so um, my first piece of advice was you've got to follow the exact same onboarding process that you would if someone was joining your team, uh, you know, in Australia. And I said, so what, what would you do? And he goes, oh, well, we, we'd send them a gift before they start. And we, um, on day one, we have, have all of their 
information. You know, their emails are ready to go. Uh, there's a there's a pack for them with their their login details, etc. And then I would sit down and I would go through the values with them and and what the company stands for, the vision, the mission, etc. And uh, and then they would start their training. And I said, well, how can we do the same with your uh, with your virtual team member? Yeah, because it shouldn't be. Uh, well, what the first thing I want to, comment I want to make is that this particular person actually had an onboarding process. What what we see a lot in Virtual Angel Hub is a client comes in and the the only thing they've thought about is I need a VA, but they haven't actually thought about uh, what is my onboarding process. They they don't even realize that you actually need an onboarding process. And even when we're bringing VAs on, although they're working with a client of ours. Um, and it's sort of like an employee in their business, we have a very deep and fully developed VA onboarding process that looks and feels very like what you're talking about with this client. You know, we actually bring them through an entire process with our team. They, you know, they've got to learn where things are, like how, how to, where all our files are stored, how to interact with the client, how to interact with us. There's a huge amount of stuff actually in the onboarding process that needs to be done. Mm. And And I think that, What's really important in that initial piece is to allow them to understand expectations. Yes. And and not to overwhelm them. So you're not trying to come up with this huge list of I expect this and I expect this, I expect this. They just need to understand the rules of the game and how, how to operate within your business and what's expected of them. I also think actually for for listeners thinking about this, I, I even think that on day one, that might be a little bit of overkill. I think you need a bit of a plan. So for example, when somebody joins on day one, it's probably a good idea to focus more on kind of, you know, the vision, the values, how they, you know, where you see them integrating into that bigger picture sort of stuff. And then I think I would lay out what what they can expect in terms of your conversations over the following week. So you might say, you know, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to have another meeting with you tomorrow and we're going to run through, you know, our expectations um, of you and what you can expect from us. And it's very important to do both. So what we expect from you, but what you can expect from us as well. So it feels like a two-way thing. And then it gives them time to percolate overnight that that conversation is happening the next day. And it, it sort of sets the tone for... There are expectations. So this isn't, you know, and I'm going to make them very clear for you to understand. And anyone who's thinking about, I, you know, how do I articulate that? Matt and I did a whole show on this. Um, so look, just I think if you just search in the search box um, on virtualsuccessshow.com, um, expectations. And it's a show called How to Define Expectations with Your Team. And it's really, really good to go through that one to get the steps for that. Um, but I often find people don't know what's coming next. You know, that feeling of what are the next steps now that I've joined um, yes. and laying them out saying, you know, what we'll do first is vision, then we'll go through expectations. And then what we'll do is we'll meet some of the team. Then we'll go through, you know, our systems, where to find everything. So they, they have a plan and you have a plan. Yeah. And I believe this client also uh, who hired an angel through you, Bob, yes. arranged for a gift to Ab- be sent. Yeah. To, to his new virtual team member. Yeah, and our whole team were like, wow, how, that's amazing. And, you know, he had actually sent a beautiful bouquet of flowers, which we organized. We made it easy for him because obviously doing that overseas can be a bit difficult. But our team, he just let us know and our team just organized the whole thing and had them delivered and um, he didn't have to do much with that. But we thought, wow, what a beautiful way to welcome someone into your team. Absolutely. Mm. I think I think the other thing around um, being prepared and the like, I think that's, that's out there really critical mm. because 
Um, there's nothing worse than starting a job and on day one, you don't have an email, you don't have logins. So instantly, as, a, as an employee, you're going to feel like a burden to this person, whereas you're there to help and serve. And so I think it's really important for the owners or managers to make sure that the basics are ready to go so that that instantly on day one, they feel part of the team. They feel like they've, they've yeah. got their identity within the team. I also think actually it's triggered something in me that often what I find uh, clients come to Virtual Angel Hub, not so much anymore, but in the early days, we were getting clients that would come in and because they're sort of paying for it, they would want tasks done from the first second the VA started and they would just fling tasks at them. And I sort of feel, you know, like this onboarding thing is actually so pivotal to your relationship to get it right that it is really worth spending the first week, I would imagine, or the first few days at least on really just onboarding the people and not actually having maybe a task or two to sort of get them started but it's very hard to just fling a task on day one with no conversation or no onboarding of any team member. Uh, and I don't think you would expect somebody in your office to be like that. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a really good point too. What I see a lot of, a big mistake a lot of people making with virtual team members is not communicating, not, uh, you know, jumping onto Skype, having a video with them, allow them to see you, allow you to see them building that human connection. Um, and I think that it's so simple these days with, with Skype or the like to be able to have a, a face-to-face meeting with somebody. I think it's absolutely crazy to not do that. Um, I think also, too, what it does for you as the, um, as the business owner is you start to get a feeling of the environment in which they're working in. Yes. And you can start to make a judgment call on whether they're actually in a productive environment because a lot of virtual assistants work from home mm-hmm. and you need to make sure in order to, again, set the standard and the expectations that they've got a good workspace where they can focus and do the work that they're asked to do. Absolutely. And that, you know, you're, or things like, you know, I've often said to clients, Sometimes, you know, expectations can be things like, um, it depends on your work style. So Matt, you're quite busy all day because you're in coaching calls with clients. So people can't just ping you all day long on Skype with questions. Whereas I'm actually more in a, uh, I tend to be more in the operations of my business. So I'm actually available a lot during the day for my team. So I like to be kept in constant contact, but some clients don't. So it's even important to kind of lay that out in the beginning around your expectations um, and their expectations of how you can follow up with each other and where questions are going to be answered. I mean, something as simple as that. I've seen that particular thing, see, um, some relationships fall down on that alone. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's really critical is to communicate that style to your virtual assistant initially as well. Otherwise, what's going to happen is you may have the expectation of constant communication and you're not getting it, or you may have the expectation of little communication and you're getting overly communicated over, yeah which can drive you nuts both of them can drive you nuts yeah it depends what you want i mean i learned that myself the hard way because i didn't think about that other people have different styles you know some of my vas are not they're techie guys so they're not great communicators and i get a bit antsy because i like to communicate and i've had to sort of i've had to settle into their style for their particular role a little bit because my expectations of what they of their natural style were misaligned actually and there were great people at the job I just didn't sort of settle on that in the beginning 
So that's why I, I feel passionate about this onboarding thing now and this particular setting of the communication style. Um, and also understanding, I guess when you take someone on, you can't just, you you will have an expectation of how the communication is going to work, but it may not be their natural style. So you kind of got to know that as well. And you'll figure that out over time. Absolutely. And, and I think in the initial phases also, you want to work out what their, what your VA's strengths are and feed them some tasks that allow them to play to their strengths because it's going to help them to build confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I find is that often in the very early parts of, of the relationship, you, you know, a lot of these VAs are very, very talented people and have a lot of skills, um, but we never actually understand the, the extent of which or what they can do for us. So keeping the dialogue open is really important. Um, the third thing is what I, um, what I always say to all my VAs at start is, as you as you familiarising yourself with everything in our business, if you see something that can be improved or an area that you feel is within your strengths that you could you could um, add either add value or take on, uh, let us know because we want to ensure that you've got enough work on you know in your day to day so that you're not bored. And I think in the initial phases. I think those are the two extremes. Number one is either we don't have enough for them and so they're sitting around bored and we don't feel like we're getting the value or the opposite is we dump a whole heap on them yeah. and they're not, they're not ready for it and then we get disappointed that, oh, this, this virtual assistant thing doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's a very, very common problem. And I was actually just thinking of what the steps really would be here. I'm thinking about our own clients at Virtual Angel Hub and we do, I'm actually thinking I might develop this out even more of teaching and actually maybe having a a process that clients can use for this because really, like I said, step one is sort of the, is just building that initial rapport, talking about the bigger picture, where, you know, how they, how this person slots into the bigger picture of the business from your perspective. And then I would say sort of step two then might be discussing um, the communication style. I think that communication should probably come before expectations, uh, and figuring out what's their what's their preferred um, communication rhythm versus yours, and then settling on an agreement around how that's going to to operate, so that they're clear and then you, and then that can really move you into then a deeper discussion around right the expectations. Let's set the expectations of the role um, and then let's work towards achieving those and being successful with those expectations together. And then you kind of move into, right, let's start doing some, you know, let's, let's, let's get the task list and let's get into it. And the training um, involved in the onboarding of the task list. When I think about it, this whole thing could take a month easily. And and I was going to say the only other thing probably to communicate is, is those steps, as you were saying uh, earlier, Bob, on, what will uh, what what training will occur over the next few weeks? Yeah, being very clear. Yeah, here's what's going to happen next. Yeah, that whole thing. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen next. Because I even find it with clients coming into Virtual Angel Hub, they'll say, "Oh, what happens next?" So we actually start when we got that question a million times. We actually created a page on the membership site saying "next steps," and we integrated it into our sales script. So the guys straight away up on the sales call say, now here's what's going to happen next. And clients love that because they feel like what's, they know what the journey is going to be. And it's the same for your, your VA. They, they want to know kind of what to expect over the next few weeks from you. Yeah. And, and so I think in summary, I think it's keeping it simple. 
it's spending some time, it's ensuring that you set your VA up to win. But more than anything is that you imagine that they were in the office, in your office next to you. Um, do exactly what you would do in in that manner as well. So if you would send a gift, send the gift. If you would, you know, have a you know sit down with them, put Skype on and have a video conference with them and a face to face meeting. If it would be a meet and greet with the team, pick your pick your um, your device up and walk around the office and do an introduction to everybody. Yeah, that's a great uh, idea. Yeah, that's a great I, idea. I think it's it's following the formula of what you're you've already got or taking on board the process that we've just sort of outlined for you and keeping it really, really simple. But more than anything, it's ensuring that the person feels welcomed, they feel supported, and they're very, very clear on what's expected of them. Yes. Great, great tips there. I'm already thinking about revamping our own onboarding process. <laughs> it's funny, every time I do these shows, my mind ticks and I go, yeah, there's a step missing. We have to, you know, this constant evolution of, of our own processes. I learn a lot from actually doing this show. Absolutely. So, um, Bob, I think that's that's been really, really good today. I think that's going to be really helpful for the listeners. And, and please, if you if you found this useful, we'd love to hear your comments in the uh, in the comments box or on our uh, Virtual Success Show Facebook page. Um, and also, too, please write to us if there's any topics that you would love us to discuss. You know, this, this show exists to help you succeed further with your virtual assistants. And we love to hear from you and, uh, and certainly want to make sure that we're constantly adding value to the community and hearing back from you. So please feel free to, uh, to leave your comments and also rate the show uh, would be great so we can get the message out there and help more people. Um, but until then, uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.